Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You've tuned into the Dr. Lowe Show with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Lauren Noel, where you hear the best in natural medicine, nutrition, and mindset from the world's top doctors, authors, influencers, and Dr. Lowe herself. Trying just to pop a pill for a symptom? You've got the wrong exit. Seeking doable ways to live a happier, healthier life and have fun doing it? Welcome to the Dr. Lowe Show. Hello, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Low Radio. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Noel. Welcome back. Let that beat ride out. Yeah. I'm recording this from my rooftop in my Airbnb in Tulum, Mexico. I'm here for a little rest and relaxation. But of course, got to keep bringing these shows to you no matter where I am. Thank you, you guys, so much for the love, the support. If you've been listening to this show for a while, especially if you've written a review over on iTunes, I just give you a big virtual hug. It means so much to me that you guys are showing support for the show, sharing with me what you love about it. And if you haven't done that yet, please, I'm personally inviting you. Yes, you. That doesn't apply to me. No, I'm talking to you. (laughs) please head over to iTunes, leave a review, an honest feedback review, and um, it just spreads the word about the show. The more reviews, the more awareness the show gets, the more traffic we get, and the more people get the information and lives change, because how much of this information has been life-changing for you? I mean, there's a whole world out there that we don't even know about, natural medicine, cures that our bodies can do using maybe treatments that are very natural that we don't even know about. So that's why educating ourselves is so powerful. Hopefully if there's one thing you've gotten from this show, it's that your own personal education about your health is number one, that you can't fully put your health in the hands of a doctor. And it's not even coming from a place of, oh, I can't trust this doctor. It's just that as doctors, we only have so much time with our patients. And think about it. You can't explain the world of physics to someone in one hour. You know, I can't explain to you exactly the way your body works in an hour, whether it's an appointment or even on this radio show. It's about having that personal responsibility and learning this stuff for yourself so you really understand how your body works. I mean, it's just weird to me that our bodies can be doing things and operating without us even realizing what's happening. It's like it's happening to our bodies when we don't really even understand it fully. So we actually do need to learn about our own bodies. And the more that people know about this information, the more they take control of their own health and they're not victims to medicine or just putting all the power into the hands of a doctor. So that's why I created this show is from my own health experience of feeling like a victim to medicine and feeling like I didn't have any choices. It was pretty much just what was written on a prescription pad was my only option to learning about this whole world of natural healing and 
and the power of medicine and herbal medicine, the, that's why I created this show, because I'm just so passionate about getting this information out there. So thank you for the um, opportunity to do this and for continuing to spread the word. If you know of anyone who could use the help from this show and learn a little bit more about how to make their lives better, please go ahead and share, and I would be so grateful. Before bringing my guests on for this episode, I want to give some love over to my show sponsor, Organifi. I'm sitting here right now um, on these little side stairs going up to the roof of this Airbnb, and it's just so beautiful. It's this modern-looking building. I have trees surrounding me. It looks like I'm planted in the middle of a rainforest, and I'm sitting here right now with my bottle of Organifi right next to me, and I swear by this stuff because I travel so much. If any of you guys follow me on Instagram or uh, on Snapchat, you know that I am a travel junkie. I love traveling whenever I get a chance to, but there are some drawbacks with traveling and that is the exposure to radiation, to the different pesticides that are on planes, just not being hydrated, going in and out of airports. You never know what you're going to be eating. I mean, let's just face it. When you are traveling, there's so many different things coming at you. And this even applies if you're not traveling, whether if you're just a busy mama who is driving the kids off to different practices, or if you are a busy CEO that's running a company, or if you just have any kind of fast paced life, the reality is, is you're just going to be racking up more toxins. That's just what happens as a normal process of metabolism and respiration. Our bodies create toxins all the time as we are detoxing essentially and filtering different compounds and chemicals. And so we're doing this on a regular basis. But the problem is, is that we live in an environment now that doesn't really foster ultimate health. It doesn't really allow us to be our optimally healthy self when we're exposed to chemicals in our environment all the time, or it's higher workloads or stressors, things that our body is just not really designed to operate against. So that's the reason why I think it's so important to keep what is in our environment and what is in our control super healthy, whether that's eating lots of vegetables, keeping sugar low in the diet, staying hydrated. And that's why I love using something like Organifi, which is a greens drink that's going to cover a lot of my bases in terms of my nutrition. So number one, it maximizes nutrition because you're getting a master delivery of these antioxidants, phytochemicals, chlorophyll, hello, the green liquid sunshine that comes from plants. You're getting all of this in this formula. So I love it because you're getting maximum nutrition Plus, the other part is you're getting that extra detox support. There's cofactors that is, that is in this formula that allows your liver to work better. So in this case, like me traveling, or if you're the busy work person or mama or the CEO, you're going to be detoxing those chemicals even better by giving you that detox support. So I recommend everybody drinks one cup of Organifi every single day. This is if you're a kid or an adult, guy, girl. It just gives you that insurance, and I love it, and it tastes really good. And my brother, who is anti-vegetables, he drinks it. So that's the ultimate test. (laughs) So you can get your um, supply of Organifi over at Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And at checkout, enter this code and you're going to get a discount. You enter Dr. Lowe, that's D-R-L-O, at checkout and you get 15% off your order. So holler, get your green juice, and let's jump into the show. So my guests really don't need much of an introduction, but I'll give you a quick little one and I'll bring on the show that we recorded just a couple weeks ago. So a little bit about these guests. We have Preston Smiles and Alexi Panos on the show. And if you are 
into social media at all, you've seen them, I'm sure. You've seen their YouTube videos, maybe them on Instagram with their short little inspirational snippets and their very inspiring relationship. So a little bit about them. So social media power couple, Preston Smiles and Lexi Panos, they've created a massive love ripple throughout the world with their high energy, passion-filled videos. They also have an online training program called The Bridge Method, which I was able to attend their in-person um, course of that in Australia and highly recommend it. Um, and Preston's Love Mob, that's his organization. It creates organized acts of love through bringing communities together. And Alexi's nonprofit, Epic, Everyday People Initiating Change, they bring clean, sustainable water to those in developing worlds. And both of them have released their own solo books. And now they are releasing this book, Now or Never, which is their couple project. And it is a wonderful read. I highly recommend it. And so excited to bring them on the show. So enjoy. We have two really special guests on the show that I've wanted to have on for a while. And I've been following these guys for quite a while with their journey and feel lucky to call them friends of mine. I feel really lucky that I've had the opportunity to do trainings with them. And as I was just telling them before um, I started recording for the episode, they have made a major impact on my family. My little cousin has gone through their programs and have had, she's had incredible um, breakthroughs in areas of her life. And I told them before I started recording that she's literally a different human being because of the impact that they've had on her life. So anything that Alexi and Preston are up to, I a hundred percent support. I believe so much in their mission and I know how much of a change they are making on this planet. So, uh, I know a lot of you guys are familiar with them and I'll share their bio. Um, uh, I'll, I'll share that on another segment of the show, but I just want to, um, just say, First off, my gratitude for both of these people I'm about to bring on the air, and I'm really excited to share them with all of you listening. So Alexi, Preston, thank you so much for joining me, and welcome to the Dr. Lowe Show. Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> now, you guys are busy bees. I'm really happy I was able to pin you both down at the same time, because I think it's a lot more powerful to have couples together. And um, and so thank you for making it happen and getting you on. And and I am... Um, I'm grateful that I've been able to get to know you guys both a little bit personally and know a little bit about your story. But first off, Alexi, starting with you, like what got you into this space? I remember when I was doing your, your program, The Bridge. So for you guys listening, this was the craziest thing of how this worked out. I decided that I wanted to go on a trip to New Zealand and Australia. And this was a little over a year ago. It was for my birthday um, time. I like to go out of the country at least once a year. I just feel crazy if I don't. So at this time, I was going to Australia and New Zealand. And I'm out there. And my little cousin, who I was just talking about, who they've really affected in a big way, she sends me a message and she says, hey, are you going to this tomorrow? Meanwhile, I'm in New Zealand. And I look at, at the link on Instagram, and it was an event that Alexi and Preston were putting on in Auckland, which is where I happen to be. And it was literally on my birthday. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> like, thanks, God, for bringing me this cool thing directly to me on my trip. So I didn't even, I don't even think I took an Uber. I think I walked to the location. I got there. I hadn't even registered. I didn't even know if there was space. And somehow it worked out. So I was just thrown into this course. It was really cool. 
Um, and it was just exactly what I needed at the time. And so, but during this event, Alexi is sharing about her story of what got her into this. And Alexi, share about what you said when you were, I think you were getting on or off of a plane and you saw like the dichotomy of like one world on one side and one world on the other. Can you tell us about what that was? Cause I thought that was really profound. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, at a young age, I, I had kind of lucked up on this opportunity to be in music and I signed with a major label at the time and was traveling the world as a teenager, you know, all over Europe, all over Asia. And our last stop was in Africa. And, um, you're very close on the story. It was a tour of us and we had just played a show in South Africa and, you know, we, we kind of did the same thing after every show. We went to an after party, spent a bunch of money on champagne and partying and, you know, the, the kind of rock star lifestyle. And we're getting back onto this bus and there's a $3,000 receipt in my pocket. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is I was the youngest one on tour with this, you know, group of entertainers who were at the top of the charts, but I was the responsible one. So I was the one who always signed the checks and held the credit cards. And we had spent three grand on champagne in a matter of like 25 minutes at this club. And as we're getting on the tour bus, I look to my left and I see this shanty town, this, this basically, you know, a slum of tin houses and hardworking people just trying to survive, just trying to make a living. And it just hit me so hard that I was being a taker. You know, I was in this world and I was taking, I was in it solely for myself. And there's this whole other world out there of people that I didn't even choose to see because I was so caught up in my own BS and my own, you know, fame and fortune and all that stuff. And it really was a huge slap in the face for me and just really humbled me and reminded me of the truth of who I was. And I remember journaling that night on the tour bus for hours and I was just writing like, this isn't me, this isn't who I am. And I have to change. I have to do something about this. And I came back and, you know, back in New York and reassessed everything and decided that the music industry was not aligned with who I was. And I wanted to get into something that allowed me to be a contribution on this earth and not just a consumer. Mm-hmm. And I started a nonprofit organization called Epic with a friend of mine, Tanil Moore. And Epic stands for Everyday People Initiating Change because, you know, for, for years we sat with this idea of starting a nonprofit and our excuses were, you know, in the millions at that point, you know, there's not enough time, there's not enough money. What do we know about starting a nonprofit? Who are we to do this? And sure enough, we got inspired by a story of this woman who raised an extraordinary amount of money for a village in Africa. She was a school teacher. And it was that woman who gave us permission to be an everyday person with an everyday life doing everyday things, but being willing to commit to something to initiate a positive change in the world. And Epic was the beginning of my journey in this work and really seeing how contributing to somebody else's life is such a gift to myself as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems so self selfless, but it's actually super selfish because it feels really good. Yeah. <laughs> and, and sure enough, I got back into entertainment, doing television and modeling, but eventually realized, you know, why not make my full-time job, my career, why not make that contribution because I was doing epic on the side Mm -hmm. and I'd always been obsessed with personal development and so I started looking into life coaching and took a course at NYU and really was like you know what screw this I'm basically coaching all my friends for free anyway I might as well get paid for it (laughs) (laughs) and here we are what like you know 
eight years later, deep in leading workshops all around the world, writing books and online programs and just like living a life of contribution. And it feels freaking fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And, and looking back, you may have all the riches and, you know, the 20 inch rims and the, <laughs> all the bling, you know, that's exactly. kind of when first was coming out, <clears throat> but you know, fast forward to now, it may not be this as what others would see as a glamorous life, which I think it's pretty glamorous, the life you live, but it's, yeah, it's fulfilled. It's, you know, feeling like you're giving back. And, um, I just got back from Southeast Asia, uh, went to Thailand and Vietnam and it's, it's just mind boggling how simply people live. Yeah. They're so happy. I That's mean, it. they're so happy. It's, That's just, it. it's nuts. And you know, what's interesting is like so many of us think we want the big lifestyle and we want like the, the glitz and the glamour and all that, because it seems really appealing. But the truth of the matter is once you get it, if you are, you know, part of the, the people who get there, yeah. most of the people who get, get there, 99% of them who get there end up coming to people like us for coaching because right. they're still Well, and that's the great, great point that you brought up is that what we think we want looks like this shiny, beautiful image, but we really want the feeling that comes with that. That's it. And forget that we have the ability to have that feeling right now. Yeah, and, and so I know we'll get into the juicy details with your book and how that this all connects, but Preston, let's talk to you a little bit. You are so inspiring because you're a little bit of kind of a, kind of a street kid before, right? Running the streets, doing some things and you yeah. learned some lessons. So what the heck brought you from that world into this space of creating such an impact in others? Uh, you know, it, it, there's, I've had really quite a few catalyst moments. Um, one came, um, when I was 15, uh, I had my first sort of understanding of intuition and my, one of my really good friends, Scott and, uh, Rudy and this crew of kids that I was hanging with every night, um, asked me to come out and hang. And, um, some part of me, uh, said, just felt like it was a no. And so I honored that. And in honoring it, um, you know, they made fun of me for a little bit and, they went ahead and went out and an hour later, everybody in that blue Astro van that I was in the night before and the night before that, the night before that was shot. And Scott, my best friend, who's the one who called me was shot in the head and died. Mm. And so for me, this was a, uh, wake up call. This was a, a, Oh, like you only get one shot mm-hmm. and it's skin suit. And in my 15 year old consciousness, I did not, I didn't know how to hold that. And so I asked my dad, could I leave? And he said, where do you want to go? And I said, I don't care. And I ended up on a plane to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, I moved in with a woman named Shirley Russell, who became my mom. She was even at my wedding with my mom, um, standing next to my biological mother. Wow. Um, and she took me in. She lived in uh, North Allegheny County, which was one of the wealthiest counties in Pittsburgh at the time. And it was like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Right. Um, literally the only black male in the entire school. And I was like this cool, like alien that everybody wanted to hang out with. And they were pumped that they got a black guy and it was like hilarious. And, um, I learned something there that changed my life forever. Um, I was, I joined another gang called Wexford mafia and it was all these rich white kids with BMWs. (laughs) And, um, and we were, we were headed to a party one night and they were smoking weed, drinking, listening to outcast Tupac and Biggie. And I had this realization that the kids at my former school were doing the same thing, but getting two different results based on the expectation. Um, and so, uh, 
I, in essence, stumbled upon environmental psychology mm-hmm. and you know, the law of expectation. And, and so um, I realized that underneath the stories that we have about each other, whether it be gay, straight, white, black, Christian, Muslim, you know, Trump supporters or versus Hillary supporters, mm-hmm. underneath all of that is our truth, which is love. And so uh, for me, I had a realization that um, it, it wasn't about color, that it was about uh, knowing our own power. Mm. So that, that was the beginnings of me moving into a different space and uh, opening my channel up to become uh, love's voice. Mm. And going from a life that may look like victimhood of these are the circumstances I've been given. This is the environment that I, this, this, what else could I be out of this environment? You were plucked out of that environment, put into something new, saw something differently. So did you relate to victimhood or feeling like you're at effect of, to something differently? Like you said, you, yeah, you I did for a little bit. Yeah. I definitely operated from, I, I would blame the government. I blame my family. I blamed everybody. <clears throat> um, and, and that's a part of, you know, the unfolding that it is to be human. You know, in our book, in Now or Never, we talk about the difference between being a victim and carrying victim consciousness. Mm. And, you know, at the time, I was carrying victim consciousness. And so it took me a while. I was definitely an angry vegan and trying to convert everybody in my family. To <laughs> me too. I did that. <laughs> you know, I, I was definitely went through quite a few stages, but all of that was necessary. I'm absolutely mm. grateful that I was all of those things because I know the contrast now. I know what it feels like on both sides. And I also understand that no matter what the question is, that love is the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always. So the, the life that you guys are living is, and, and it's, it, you know, there's no, perf- right. It, it can look very glitzy and glamoury sometimes of being this <laughs> perfect love connection. You guys are always on fire and you guys are still humans, right? You're dealing with the same machinery that all of us deal with. Yep. But I think the difference is you have certain habits and things in place to bring, con- you know, continually bring you back to that, to that space. Tools. So tell us about some of the tools. I love like the, the nitty gritty practical stuff. What are, what are things you guys actually do? <laughs> you know, habits you have to bring you back to that place. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different habits. Honestly, if you open up our our tool chest, we've got Mm -hmm. a barrage of stuff because this has become our life. This has become our mission and it's become a practice. And, you know, like you said, to the outside world looking in, they'd be like, oh my gosh, you have the perfect life. You know, you're, you're kicking ass in business and you have this great relationship, but it takes work and it's, Mm -hmm. it's a practice to maintain it and also to thrive with all of that. So some of the practices for us are, you know, personal responsibility is the foundation of everything. And it's actually the, the foundation of our book as well. It's, it's chapter Mm -hmm. two, um, being radically responsible. So when we take 100% responsibility for our lives, we know that we are at the cause of everything because how we relate to things, the story we make up about neutral events essentially creates our reality and creates our emotional response to our reality. So that's been a really powerful one. Are we living it perfect all the time? No, because we're human. Mm-hmm. But um, the beautiful thing is, is when we find ourselves in sticky situations, especially with each other in a disagreement, we really understand that the, the key ingredient that's missing is personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. And whenever we're ready to put our egos aside and, and come back to personal responsibility, that's when the healing and the, and the love can occur. Mm-hmm. That ego, 
Always, I know, always, so always got to put aside. Always. <laughs> so tricky that ego. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, okay. So you guys being in the, in the personal development space, how much time do you need apart to have your own kind of space? Uh, we don't have any time apart, <laughs> but here's, here's the thing. Um, there, you know, there's no one size fits all to this thing. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's, uh, doing the best they can from where they can with the tools they have available. And, you know, when it comes to Alexi and I, um, we actually enjoy each other's company. Uh-huh. You know, if, if we weren't married, I would still want to hang with her, but she's a really awesome person who's fun and funny and sensitive and crazy. And all of those things, you know, I actually enjoy those. And so we spend quite a bit of time together, probably more than most couples do. Uh, But um, we do have our own personal time. Like for me, I go surfing in the mornings. I go skateboarding or bike riding in the middle of the day. She does too. And sometimes we do those together and sometimes we do those apart. But, you know, for right now, like, we spend the vast majority of our time together. Like 95% of our day. Right. And we work together as well. So it's an interesting um, conundrum. You know, yeah. it's like we spend our office hours together and then we also spend our off hours together. Um, but the thing that we remind people is it's all on time. You know, like a lot of people think, oh, well, when I come home from work, that's when I just want to relax and not have to be on and da 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 da. And it's not that you're on in a way of forcing anything, yeah. but you're on in terms of like the work is turned on. The work never shuts off. And for Preston and I, I think that's been really the key to our relationship working and working in a really profound and powerful way is that we're constantly working the tools and using the tools um, to advance ourselves and to grow into our highest version of ourselves so that we can become the best business partner and also the best, you know, lifetime partner as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. And so let's, let's talk about kind of the state of things of where they're at right now. Why, why in your guys' opinion, why do you think that people are so unhappy? Why do you think people are suffering in the way that they are? And I'm not saying like suffering and getting our basic needs met, but I'm talking about in a, in an environment where we have our basic needs. Why, why are we suffering? Uh, I would say that it's a lack of information. Mm-hmm. It, it comes down always back to awareness because without awareness, you have no choice. And so choice is power, but awareness precedes choice. And so most people don't realize that their thoughts become become things. They don't understand that they co-create the reality um, with the knower, with the divine intelligence or whatever you'd like to call it. They don't really understand that it is them that is creating their current experience. And so, you know, we're always a decision away from joy, from freedom, from abundance. Mm. It's hard to tap into that if you don't know where to locate it. And so for me, it, it starts with this awareness piece, which is why we started our book with that. You know, the, the, um, you always have a choice is chapter one, the bridge to empowerment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, I think, you know, it's, it's all of that. And it's, it's the fact that I think, again, you know, kind of touching on what we touched on earlier, I think most people are, are seeking external validation and seeking outside of themselves for the answer when truly the answer is you. And the answer is you 
when you understand that you are the love that you've been seeking. You are the acceptance that you've been seeking. You are the security that you've been seeking. But we've come so far from a deep relationship with ourselves, from that deep intimacy that we've, we've put that love and acceptance and security. We've put that on the rest of the world. And we say to our partners, make me happy, make me feel whole, make me feel loved. We say to our jobs, make me happy, make me feel whole, make me feel respected. We say to you know, our government, make me happy, take care of me, make me feel secure, make me feel free. When you know, that's an inside job. Mm-hmm. And like Preston said, the only way you get to that job is through awareness of what's been operating you up to this point and choosing to intervene in that world and choosing self-empowerment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being in service. I think that's a big one is, is if we're constantly standing there with our hands open of what can you do for me to be happy yes. instead taking those same exact hands and mm-hmm. putting them on, you know, a cause that actually really needs some help. It's amazing how in an instant that whole perspective shifts, right? Well, you know why too? Because when you're in service, you're giving from a space of abundance. Yeah. From this like unconscious, I have enough. So here, let me support you. Mm -hmm. And, And that's like confirming and affirming to ourselves that we have enough, we are enough. And we get out of the woe is me conversation and we start, you know, thinking, making it about the mission and not making it about what's not working with our lives. And I think so many yeah. people are self-consumed and like, oh, my life is this and this isn't working and da 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 The minute you get into service, you take yourself out of that self-consumption and go straight into contribution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that feeling that you were looking for, you just start to get it anyway in, totally. in, in a big, big amount. And there's more to give, give to others too. So what I, what I love, one of the chapters of your book, you talk about, you know, really owning who you are, right? Um, how, how do you own it though, if you don't know who you are? Let's say someone's listening and they just, they just don't have a clue. They're, they're, they know there's things that they're interested in and maybe things that inspire, but, but really when it comes like, who am I? How can I own who I am if I don't even know who I am? Where, where can you start? Yeah, so so I would remind them to to start right where you are and have the first choice be the first decision be around not needing to have it all figured out. I think that that's where a lot of people get themselves in trouble is they're trying to have everything figured out before they make a move, mm-hmm. before they do anything. And so, um, you know, you're in the healthcare industry. For anybody who's, and I have had this beautiful gift, but for anybody who's ever seen someone actually die, you realize what's most important, yeah. and that is breath. Yeah. That is breath in the body. And so that, that circulation, you know, I'd start right there. What is here right now? And ask oneself, because powerful questions call for powerful answers. What am I resisting? What am I in resistance to? Mm-hmm. And how can I love on that? How can I bring love into this now moment? How can I love my resistance to, or the the resistance to what is? Because that's what's causing most of the suffering is this this idea that things should be different. You Mm -hmm. know, you own who you are by owning right the moment you're in. You know, we get so caught up looking at our neighbor's yard and and judging and, and wishing we had what they had. Meanwhile, what we're standing on is dying. And so always what's here now. Yeah. Right. I I would add to that too. You know, I think a really profound exercise that I did years ago was looking at my different communities and looking at, 
how I showed up to all of those communities. So I had like my work community. I had like my one group of friends and I had my other group of friends and I had my family. I had my friends from back home. And I started to see that I kind of showed up as a different version of myself to all of those. Mm. And then I, I asked myself, okay, where do I feel most authentic? Where do I feel most like myself, most fully self-expressed? And started looking at what the difference was in between those areas. And what I recognized was I was really kind of self-monitoring and I had all these stories that people wouldn't accept me in this particular group if I was myself. Uh So what I started doing, I literally went like day by day, moment by moment, and just started seeing where I was censoring myself. Uh I started to see where I was you know, curbing my opinions or curbing my beliefs at the sake of being liked or, you know, being included in the group. And I started owning that. I started owning who I was, even if certain people started to fall out of my life. And it was actually, you know, at first it was a little scary to think I might lose some of my friends or connections, but at a certain point, I hit this tipping point of where it became super empowering to know that I was shedding from my life anyone who didn't accept me in the fullest version of who I was. Mm. And it felt really good. Mm. Yeah. One of the things we also discuss in, in the chapter about owning who you are is around this conversation of questioning who's doing the talking, you know, for, for a lot of our lives and a lot of people and including me for a large portion of my life, we don't ever really look at what's speaking us. Like what's actually doing the talking? And so we make this distinction between the higher self and the wounded self, Mm. the wounded self, which also um, identifies or would play or work with the ego will have us believing that we're not good enough. Will have Mm -hmm. us believing that we're not worthy, that we're not smart enough, that we're not, uh, you know, pretty enough. But the higher self, which is, you know, that part of us that has never been hurt, harmed or endangered, that part of us that is still innocent, that is still pure, that part of us that, that knows who and what we are, that part is always calling us forward. And so it's a matter of what channel, let's say it's, it, we're talking about TV here, what channel do you have it on? Are you listening to the station called Wounded Self? Are you listening mm-hmm. to the higher self? <laughs> I love that. Listening to, you will right. get results based on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Alexi, one of the things you, you mentioned was, um, like realizing that you were kind of a different version of yourself around everybody. And I, I still resonate with that. Cause I remember even just back in the day in high school, I remember just priding myself on being that chameleon who could be everybody's friend. I was friends mm-hmm. with the thugs. I was friends with the skaters, the preppies, the yep. jocks, but it really came out of I mean, I will say part of it was just, I thought everyone was really interesting and, you know, and fun to be around, but also there was a little bit of that morphing to be that people pleaser Yeah, yeah. that that really came up a lot with you saying that is, okay, am I finding myself? I'm different around different people. Okay. What's at the root of that? Like you said, Preston, what's, what channel am I listening to? Am I listening to, you know, like I have to be everybody's friend channel or that I'm not enough. And so I have to get their approval. Um, so I think that's, that's really, really, really good. And I love you said like, what's doing the talking here. If you're, let's say you're around a group of friends and they're telling some jokes you really don't agree with and you're cracking up and laughing at it. Who's really laughing? Is it out of this <laughs> yeah, thing, exactly. you know? <laughs> so that's really, really powerful. And, and then it, what happens is as you become just the same person everywhere, Maybe you lose some people, but it, you might just get respect from people. And who knows? Maybe you'll inspire somebody. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. And you know, the, the thing Preston and I have realized with this work in particular, when you take a stand for anything, you immediately create some opposition. Yeah. And you know, when you take a stand for love, you better believe that that's going to challenge a lot of people and a lot of their beliefs about fear and about not enoughness and about scarcity. Mm. And in order to lead in today's world, especially, you know, in a world where everyone's got a voice on social media, you have to be willing to take a stand for what you believe in. Because if you're not, you know, there's a million other people who will voice their opinion. And sometimes that opinion isn't always well-educated, you know, or, or, uh, well-knowing. So it's really important to know as you, as you take this claim of yourself, as you own yourself, there are going to be some people that are going to feel threatened by your ownership. Right. That ownership is a flashing red light to them that they haven't fully stepped into their ownership yet, but you have to be willing to stand in that despite the resistance you might feel. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think too, um, I can think about every positive or great thing that I have created and accomplished in my life. For the most part, I just did it before thinking about it too much. And I can say that that probably works best for me. If I think, in, if I sit and think about stuff too long, I'm going to think about it so much. I will never do it. Yeah. So, you know, if you guys are trying to sit there and go, what's my life purpose? Who am I? You know, you're yeah. looking in a puddle and looking at the reflection and who am I? And you think you can come <laughs> out. You know, it, I love, I love one of the things Marie Forleo says is that clarity comes through engagement. Just yeah. be in action. Just, just, you know, be in service, help people out, reach out to people, be a contribution to people. And through that, as long as not coming from a place of people pleasing and wanting them to like you, but truly wanting to make a difference, you will discover so much out of yourself through that. Totally. And you know, even if it starts from a place of people pleasing, it's right. every moment is an opportunity. Like if you're listening to this podcast out there, you already have an awareness to go, oh, let me check in. Let me check in with what's running. So even if you are being run from people pleaser, at least bring an awareness to it and then ask yourself what you want to choose next. But don't let that stop you. Don't, don't wait right. to try and be perfect like what Preston said and to have your people pleaser all figured out because yeah. we're human and that stuff's going to come up and we get to give ourselves the grace to know that it's a process and it's a practice and the choice is what gives us power. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's like, you know, it could be the same action, but and even if you kind of go back and forth, like I'm really doing this because I want them to like me right now. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> like you notice it, but like, they still need your help, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Don't let it stop you. Right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious, let's say that, you know, either one of you guys are going to go on stage. You're about to go speak in front of someone. You're having that stuff come up. You're not enough. Or remember that time you went on stage and you sucked or remember, you know, they're going to think this or that from you or whatever. What, what are ways, do you just notice those things that come up or do you just feel the fear and do it anyway? I mean, what are ways that you kind of talk through yourself on those? Yeah. So, so I mentioned this and a little funny story, uh, two years ago, I was one of the first times we went to Australia, I was speaking for 6,500 people. Wow. And, um, you know, I, I was under the stage and they were going to bring me up and they were playing this Michael Jackson. And I was going to do this whole little funny scene. <laughs> um, right before, like literally they were like one minute till you go up and I could hear the crowd roaring. I had to poop and <laughs> all of these nerves came up and I was like, I'm going to mess up. I don't remember any of my speech. Like I literally went blank. Like it was nuts. Right. <laughs> and so, um, 
And this is one of the reasons why we put this in the book and remind people that powerful questions call for powerful answers. I asked myself two questions. The first question was, was who are you? And the answer to that was love. And the second question was, what are you here for? And the answer to that was service. And the moment I asked that second question, the nerves and the poop went away and I was able to step up because it wasn't about me anymore. You see, we, we, we have these experiences of anxiety um, and, and because we are playing out a future that hasn't happened yet. And so when it's about you, it's much easier to screw up. But when it's about service, when it's about actually giving your gift to you know, whoever's available for that gift, it becomes a lot easier. So mm. those two things for sure, um, plus you know, breathing, because yeah. we tend to stop breathing when, when nerves come up. Yeah, and, and you know, the thing is, too, is so many people are trying to get to fearless, and fear is actually such a gift, you know, and, and we've been resisting fear for so long, and meanwhile, it's here to serve us. And I think if we can use fear as an indicator of an incredible opening, an incredible leveling up in our lives, like stepping out of the comfort zone and getting into possibility, then we can really start to embrace it and go, yep, I'm here and I'm leveling up and I'm taking that next step and I'm doing it despite whatever I'm feeling because I know this is my breakthrough. Like just stepping on that stage is the breakthrough because it's a leveling up to your subconscious mind of what's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I always remember it, if I feel nervous, I know that I'm just thinking about myself. Totally. You know, if I'm nervous, I'm conscious of what people are thinking about me, what I'm saying. And I so resonate with that story, Preston, because for probably the first 100 episodes of Dr. Lowe's show, I probably wanted to or I, either, or I had to go poop right before I started recording. <laughs> <laughs> and I still did it. <laughs> Amazing. Good job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, people are seeing me as the poop doctor, you know, and I'm like running for the bathroom, but... That's why I'm the poop doctor because I get it. I've been there. I've done that. (laughs) So, um, all right. I'm going to just ask a really fun last question here. We've flown through this. For both of you guys, I'm curious. If you could have every person on earth right now put on a pair of headphones and you could just talk directly to them, what would you say? You know, you have a few sentences. What would you say to them? Hmm. You want to go first? Mm, see, she's she, no, she's, I've got she's wiping. She's wiping. Got no, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, so I would say you are exactly what you've been looking for. Stop the endless search outside and start the dance inside. Mm. Mm. I love it. Yeah. Little smile here. <laughs> I would say. I love you so much. <laughs> and, and it's not just my love. Love is the, is the breath you're breathing, is, is the air you're breathing. Love is all around you. Honor this moment. Honor this time you have on this beautiful blue dot called Earth spinning in the middle of whatever the heck we're in. Honor it all. The good, the bad, the ugly. You know, we, 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 can, we can get so caught up in, in whether the glass is half empty or half full. But remember that you have a glass and that glass is perfect, whole and complete, but it's not finished. You are here for the journey, not necessarily the destination. Honor it, 
breathe into it and know that I am, we are, love's voice. Mm. Dang, guys. <laughs> I love it. And I, I am, I'm very excited to share this message with my audience. I know this audience is only growing. I have so much in store for continuing to build this community. And, um, you know, because people really getting this is them getting how amazing they are. Yeah. Um, and so all of you guys listening right now, if you get anything from this interview, just really get that you are what you're looking for. You are perfect and complete right now. There's nothing to change. Nothing. So just smile right now and just know that just like really get that. And you may not believe it in a couple minutes, but just really get that right now and bring yourself back to this place of reminding yourself, listen to these interviews, follow Alexi and Preston, get their book now or never. It is powerful and make a practice of really getting to know yourself, falling in love with yourself, date yourself. You know, the way you treat other people in your life who you love, you get to start to do that for you. Yes. So, um, thank you guys so much for being my guests. I, I so appreciate everything you're doing for people listening who want to follow what you're up to. What's the best way for them to stay on, on that connection? Alexi and Preston.com on there. You'll find the book. You'll find our social media. You'll find everything. Awesome. Well, you guys are off to Australia in five days. So wishing you safe travels. All of you guys too, check out the bridge. It's an amazing program. Is that what you guys are still promoting is the bridge or what are your trainings that you're doing for people? Yeah, we have the bridge experience, which is our um, kind of first level of training. And then um, we just released our second level of training called extreme leadership. And it's all about the embodiment of leadership and what it takes to truly hold, feel, and be leadership in today's world. Um, so check those out. It's truly incredible. And if you can't come to any of our live trainings, um, check out thebridgemethod.org um, for our online 12-week training. And I'm probably going to be coming with you to Africa. I'm hoping this year. Like, I want to do whatever I can to make that happen. So excited. Oh, my God. Game changer. Yay. Get ready. All right, you guys. I'm giving you a big, huge virtual hug. Yes. I'm sending you so much love. And we'll talk with you real soon. Have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you. Love you, too. Love you. Bye. Bye. All right, you guys. That is the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And thank you for the love. I am wrapping it up here in Mexico. I'm about to go and enjoy a little bit of sightseeing today, but just want to give you guys some love and giving you a big old virtual hug. Have a wonderful evening and we'll talk with you guys soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Low Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love and I'll talk to you soon.
North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. Can you enjoy Thanksgiving dinner without the holiday hassles? Better believe it. The Pilgrim Sub is back at Get-Go Cafe and Market. Come and taste why it's our best-selling sub of all time. This holiday feast starts with our fresh-baked secret recipe stuffing bread. Then we load it with juicy roasted turkey, melted Wisconsin white cheddar, savory gravy, and if you like, house-made cranberry sauce. Don't wait for Turkey Day to chow down on this tasty tradition. The Pilgrim Sub is only here for a limited time. Get-Go Cafe and Market. Better believe it.